Hey, business building warrior, I've got a treat for you today. From time to time, well, actually about once a week or so, I like to go live in the Facebook group and invite any of the members who'd like to join me onto like a Zoom session where we can see each other and interact with each other on the screen. If you want to join us for one of these, by the way, typically I do it on Monday evenings around 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's 5 o'clock p.m. New York time. Most weeks, not every week, but this time I recorded the session. We don't record all of them, but we did this time. And we may do this a few times in the future as well, if this is something that we get some feedback from you saying you enjoy. So let me set this up a little bit and you can decide if this is an episode for you. We ask all of the members of our community, we got about 72,000 people in our Facebook group, to bring any questions they have to a live Zoom hangout where the topic is typically revolving around growing your business in e-commerce and on Amazon. So we get all kinds of interesting questions and you can see from the description today some of the questions that were tackled during the discussion time. A lot of times these Monday night meetings are a way for us to greet the newest members of our community. So you'll see some questions in there that kind of cater to the newer sellers who are trying to establish a business on Amazon. But just so you know, if this is one of your first episodes you've ever listened to of our podcast, my name is Jim. I'm the host most of the time on this show. We have some other great coaches who host as well from time to time. But this show has about 500 episodes or more of success story interviews with the students of ours who are taking the Proven Amazon course. That's what this community is about. That's what this show is about, helping you launch a great business using a course that's called, I'll give you the name again, it's the Proven Amazon Course. You can find details on that course at provenamazoncourse.com. So most of the episodes of this podcast are interviews with the students who are succeeding with that course. But we like to have some other content as well. You guys have requested it where we dive in and answer those questions. So in an open microphone setting, we captured some of the best questions from the community hanging out and I gave answers and you never know what interesting questions might pop up. And again, if you want to join us live, the best way to get in on this is to get into our Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can get into our free Facebook group. There's also a link there to our proven Amazon course. And you can hear all of our past podcast episodes by going there as well. A lot of our episodes only are found in audio format. And there's a link there. You can get an iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast listening app. And you can hear all those great interviews with our successful students. Something else we're very proud of, that free Facebook group I mentioned. You can jump into it and see for yourself. We have 1,700 tagged success posts from students using our Amazon training to build beautiful businesses. Many of those people go on to be guests on our show. But today, it's an open microphone. It's me with the community hanging out, answering questions. And like I said, if you enjoy this, please let us know. We'll do more of this kind of thing. And plan to join us some Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Get into our Facebook group and look for the announcements. We'd love to have you join us live. We can interact. I'd love to answer your questions as well. I've been doing e-commerce for 20 years as the only income for my family. There's seven of us. We've homeschooled and raised five kids. They're getting married and moving out and getting older at this point. But the 20-year experiment was a wild success. We're so excited and happy to see how things have turned out for our kids, for our business, for our family, for the relationships. We love entrepreneurship and homeschooling under one roof. That's how we did life for 20 plus years. 
And it's been so rewarding. We want that for as many people as, that want that for themselves as well. So we hit on some of those kind of topics on these discussions as well. You never know what you're going to get. But like I said, look at the description, see if there's some interesting topics there for you today that we're going to dive into. And thanks for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Let's get over into the Q&A session with the other listeners. Well, welcome, yeah. Alex. It's an honor to have you. Thank it really you. is. We love Sellerboard. I mean, we, we've we got, I would estimate, hundreds of users in our community who who love and use Sellerboard. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about it, man. And what do you guys sure. do? Did I describe it well earlier? Sure, sure. Thank you. Uh, an amazing description. By the way, before I uh, dive into the details about Sellerboard, I just wanted to mention for everyone present that Jim right here was actually one of the first people that... Uh, helped Celebort enter the U.S. market back in the day. So uh, some time ago, Vladi, one of our co-founders, mentioned, hey, uh, let's start something to do something with Jim because he was the one that introduced us to the U.S. market. And now we are have uh, more than 16,000 uh, active users at Celebort, and most of them are in the U.S. So Jim, thank you so much. Uh, we, our partnership is, is actually flourishing and uh, we are very happy with it. So once again, thank you. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, we, this this community is something truly special. It, it's been the, the launching pad for a lot of great ideas and leaders and software. And I just sit back in amazement sometime. Um, you know, I see my job as kind of opening the doors and making sure no clowns get in. But other than that, it's just a beautiful arena for for serious entrepreneurs who have an abundance mindset. You're taking their business seriously. They want others to succeed and win. It's just a great creative think tank of of incredible people. And I, I learn more way than I've more, far more than I've ever contributed around here, but thank you on behalf of the team, man. I, I accept that Alex. And that's great to know. I'd forgotten that detail about our relationship. It wasn't an easy startup. It never is. I mean, you guys had some early struggles and it took off kind of slow, but I remember those early conversations with Vlad and yeah, you guys are thriving now. That's good to hear some, some nice numbers, man. It doesn't surprise me at all that you guys have thousands of users at this point. And, uh, it's what we use. You know, this, I love when sponsors are tools that my team are, is using. So we make good decisions based on what ASINs we love and which ones we're going to drift away from yeah. based on the feedback and the data we get from Sellerboard. And just to give you guys a little uh, idea of how we use it, the thing I love about Sellerboard is you guys share a bunch of detail about that ASIN, all the fees. Like Amazon can hit you with kind of strange fees, you know, and 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 rebates and give you money back and credits and like, what am I actually making on this ace in here once it's all said and done? Well, Sellerboard really digs into just at a deep dive level, how much money is this ace in making me? So you can make really good decisions and no other tool really does it at that level that I've seen. So that's why we really love you guys. That's that that's how I use it. You know, what else are you excited about as a programmer, Alex? And maybe what else is coming for for sellers? Sure. So uh, actually the profit analytics side of the software is always been the core of the product because we constantly get feedback from uh, our users and we have different requests. Hey, we need a repricer. We need uh, more, uh, for example, more functionalities, but sticking to the main thing and that's the profit analytics, you know, and everything that comes with it. I mean, in in terms of accuracy, considering all the fees, accounting uh, accurately for your refunds, and uh, you know, also knowing everything about how all of these changes that occur inside your Amazon account affect your profitability at the end of the day. That's what makes the foundation of the product. So um, <laughs> I had a chat with Vladi some time ago, and I said, okay, I'm going to the uh, Jim Cockrum uh, talk, and I'm going to present Sellerboard. And uh, I asked him, 
what should I, what should I uh, focus on? And he said, you know what? All of these guys that are going to come to the talk, they know how to do their job. So, but the main thing that Sellerboard is like hygiene. So this is something that you need to do every day, knowing your numbers or checking, you know, uh, whether you're still profitable or not with a particular ASIN or not. So everybody's doing it. You just need to point out how it's done, you know, uh, with, with Sellerboard. So this is, this is uh, pretty basic stuff, but we are sticking to it. So yeah. this is why. You know, and we have some newer sellers who may not even know or realize, you know, and we're not saying, Hey, everybody rush out and buy Sellerboard. And by the way, I think you guys started like 15 bucks or something. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Great deal. You can go to silentgym.com slash numbers and I'll stick that in the chat as well. There we go. So you can go check them out. So we're not saying everybody needs to rush out and get Sellerboard, but if you're doing the replans model and you've got 10, 20, 30 replans and and it's starting to pick up pace, man, that's a great investment that will help you dial in and make really good decisions. Uh, So yeah, we we really appreciate the the tech. And I know you guys have expanded well beyond just making good profit loss decisions with ASINs. You've got a lot of other features you guys are starting to build in too. Yeah, we actually did. So we introduced some of the automation tools, you know, that you can use to get some of the weight off your shoulders, like review request automation. So you can set up automated campaigns that will ask users for to leave seller feedback that might be potentially beneficial for the sellers because the product reviews uh, are something that we uh, generate with review requests. But for example, for the replans model, I think the seller feedback uh, is uh, is of more interest. Then uh, we have the PPC dashboard that helps you basically do two things, analyze your PPC activity, see how well you're performing, automate your bid changes, and also automate your keywords. The inventory module that helps you stay in stock. If you have products that you are constantly restocking, you need to keep them in stock. This will help you understand when you should restock, how many days left you have until you need to place a new order. And uh, basically, this is something we do calculating the speed at which you are selling. And all you have to do to set it up is just basically enter your lead times. Besides that, we have the alerts function because there are a lot of events that are happening inside your Amazon business that you need to be aware of. Uh, some of them might present actual risks for you. So you need to be you know, kind of on top of the things that are happening there. We call them uh, silent profit killers, and there are a whole bunch. For example, like listing changes, like uh, new sellers on the listing, like yeah. Um, Let's yeah. talk about the listing changes for a second. I love that feature, Alex. I'm not sure who in the team came up with that, but a lot of people really benefited from that because let me give you a scenario. As a replens seller, I might have a catalog of you know some of us who are doing it at a high level, 800 different ASINs that we're selling against. And we're just rinsing and repeating selling. If we sell some, we go order more. We're not paying attention to say, wait a second, that listing used to be a six pack and now it's a 12 pack. The original creator of that listing yanked the rug out from underneath all the other sellers and made a change. And we're still sending in six packs and we start getting complaints. What happened? Well, that listing changed on you. And it's just one of the little pain in the neck things that can happen when you're a replant seller. Well, if you're able to track listing changes, and I don't know that my team's using that functionality yet with Sellerboard. Maybe they are. I need to check with them. But to me, that is a very interesting new feature. Did I state it correctly? It just lets you know, hey, this listing yeah. looks different than it did yesterday. You might want to go take a look and make sure it's still something you want to sell against or that you're sending in the right product. Yeah, absolutely. Any kind of changes that occur on your listings, for example, the 
name, the description, the photos, the child-parent relationship between the ASINs, the brand, or maybe the listing was closed or surpassed, suppressed. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you need to stay on top of all of this uh, information. And maybe you've lost the buy box. That's also something that we tell you about. And uh, maybe there are also, mm, you know, changes in your fees that you are paying. That's also an alert that we send out. And we uh, all send it out via email. You can actually, if you have different people on your team, for example, you have a VA uh, that's responsible for a certain uh, type of things that happen inside your Amazon account, you can specify different emails for different types of events. So everybody takes care of your part of the work. And the reimbursement opportunities that you have, because there are certain cases in which uh, you might get some money back from Amazon. For example, if you have inventory that was lost or damaged, if you have products that were not, uh, that were reimbursed to uh, the customer, but the products didn't arrive back to the warehouse, so you can get reimbursed for that. And also, besides that, you can actually see if some of the fees changed, if your product was wrongly measured or, or it was placed in a different category than it actually is. So you can actually verify all of these cases and ask for a reimbursement. And um, you can connect that to alerts and receive emails each time some of these events happen. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I don't want to spend all the time feature dumping on people, you know, but I think we've made a really strong case that if you're Replens business is starting to ramp up. Here's a very inexpensive tool that you can plug in. It takes very little setup time and it's giving you all kinds of valuable feedback and information. You're not going to use all of it like any good piece of software. You know, you're going to use a, a fraction of it, but for just a few dollars a month, you're getting some invaluable decision-making assistance on your replens business. It's going to help you put more money in the bank. Ultimately, it's a great investment. Is it a tool you need day one? If you're just starting? Absolutely not. There's no tool you need out there. The proven Amazon course. And we say, Keepa. you know, that's the tool you're going to need to learn the system and keep us like 20 bucks a month. But as you start growing and you want to make really good decisions and because what I see a lot of newer sellers do is you'll get excited about the wrong ASINs. Let's say you got a catalog of 50 ASINs you're selling against and Replens is starting to pick up some momentum. You'll get excited about the ones that you think are making you money when in actuality, no, it's heavy, it's dimensions, it's, you know, the shipping costs are higher and you're only making 50 cents a sale. But you got this other one over here you're ignoring that's making you $12 a sale and you, you barely even bother to restock it because it's not as exciting for some reason. Well, a tool like Sellerboard is going to help you identify which ones are making me money based on all factors across the board. Uh, that's what makes you guys invaluable. And, and to my knowledge, the industry leader, clearly, for that specific feature set. You're getting into some other territory on some of your other features where there's other tools that kind of compete and do some similar things. But on the tracking the numbers, sure. man, you guys got it dialed in. And when I first saw that list from Vladdy of all the different types of fees that Amazon, not that you get hit with all of them every time, but it's like 28 fees he identified. I hadn't heard of half of them before. <laughs> like, what when does that happen? And the credits too, the lost inventory credits. So keeping track of what Amazon owes you. If you've been selling on Amazon for a while and you haven't asked them for a credit, they owe you a lot of money and they'll pay you if you track down the credits, the lost inventory. And there's, I don't know, there's 20 different kinds of credits you can get from them. Um, there's services that will do that stuff for you, but a tool that can help you dial that in, invaluable. So well, thanks, Alex. Man, it's great having you here. Hang out. If people have questions for Sellerboard, I'd love to have you guys raise your hand and ask away. Again, just a, a sponsor that we really appreciate. And if you've noticed, the sponsors we bring in around here, 
95% of the time, it's a tool that either I'm using or someone very close on our team is using and is checked off and like loves. We do occasionally have people who come in like they've launched a new prep center and they're wanting to get some attention and like, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll throw your name out there. And, you know, we get sponsors like that too for full transparency, but we deny a lot of sponsors because there's like, I don't know of anyone that's using that tool and you guys are kind of pricey and we already endorse some tools that already do that. So I don't know that we're a good community for you. So, you know, we, we really do handpick the sponsors is the point I'm trying to make here. All the approvals that are required in seemingly every category when I'm getting started as a new seller on Amazon and we hear that a lot. Like, I can't get approved for anything. I, I'm trying to get category approval. I'm trying to get product approval. Everything I find, I get excited about it, and then I'm not approved to sell it. And it's, it's almost a deflating thing that happens to new sellers. If you'll trust me, it's a very temporary condition. My short advice, if we're on an elevator and I got 15 seconds to talk to you about this, is sell 30 to 40 units of anything. And the whole conversation about approvals changes across the board. That's it. I mean, that's 95 of what I got, 95% of what I got to say to you. Don't buy a course about how to get approved. Certainly don't pay anybody. We heard some poor guy paid $1,500 to somebody to get a to get ungated in topicals recently. And then he never actually ended up selling any topicals. It was a guest on the podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, the people out there who are finding creative ways to rip off Amazon sellers, it's unending. Certainly don't pay anybody or buy a book, how to get ungated or service. Don't have anybody fill out the paperwork for you and get you engaged. No, sell something, anything. There's a handful of categories that come up all the time on this topic. If you get into the free Facebook group, again, you guys, most of you guys came from it, but if you go to silentgym.com, if for some reason you're not in our free Facebook group, go to silentgym.com, click on the Facebook group, search for the term ungating or ungated, and you will see multiple conversations where people point out the following categories as being pretty wide open as a new seller. We've got arts and crafts. We got pet supplies, not pet food, but all other non-consumable pet supplies. We've got outdoor sporting good, camping equipment, those sorts of things, kitchen and bath, household goods. Most products in most of those categories are going to be ungated for you day one. You sell 30 to 40 of those items, even if it's at a break-even suddenly the gates start falling open for you. And what I mean by that is you'll go to sell something on Amazon and Amazon will say, oh, wait, hold on. You're gated for that product. Would you like to apply to be ungated? And you click the button. Yes, I want to apply to be ungated. And within two seconds, they come back and say, hey, congratulations, based on your seller's history and performance, you've been ungated for this product or this brand. The gates just fall open for you. After you've got over that little hump. Arts and crafts, sporting goods, pets, not pet food, household goods, kitchen bath, that sort of thing. You're going to find millions of potential ASINs that you could list against with the replens model in those categories alone. But a lot of people will drift into the replens model and they'll frustratingly drift into grocery, let's say, and try to find great grocery ASINs day one. And then be frustrated that everything they're finding is gated. Well, that's because Amazon doesn't trust you enough yet to sell food to people. And <laughs> they don't want you to sell something that could potentially you know, harm them physically. They're going to keep you in the safer categories 
where the risks are lower for them. And that's the categories I listed earlier. So hopefully that helps you guys. Don't be frustrated. If you have the opportunity to get yourself ungated in any category, do it. Cross any brand, do it. Even if you're not going to sell the thing. We're approved to sell thousands of different products and brands. And just because anytime we encounter one, even if we're not going to sell it, if Amazon offers us a chance to get ungated, yeah, we'll get ungated. So hopefully that really helps you guys out. I'm hearing from uh, Hannah saying that information really helped her out. Awesome. Hey, Jim, how are you doing tonight? I'm blessed, man. Doing really yes, well. Yes, you are. Great day. I'm glad you did this. I like your your Monday evenings. Uh, your Monday evening talks are great. Thanks, um, I'm about three weeks in and I've been basically making a mess, getting dirty, which is kind of cool. I've sent in probably Wait. 18 test ASINs, I guess. Nice. I haven't sold anything and I'm not discouraged okay. by it because a lot of the shipments aren't, you know, closed and I understand all that. And, and, and some of them probably aren't very good, but also part of it is that, you know, this whole business, there's so much to learn, like including the numbers that when I listed them, I, I literally list, I'm not a price tanker. I'm the opposite. If there's a, if there's a price lifter, that's me. <laughs> I've, li- I've lifted everything. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that when I listed it, that I didn't, I wanted to know my numbers first. So I just listed everything high, you know, and now, yeah. now I'm understanding the numbers a little better because, you yeah. know, um, the FBA fees, the ROI, the margins I, I've had to like, I'm not that I'm a touchy feely guy. You know, I'm a chiropractor. I don't, I don't use the the number part of the, so I, I'm getting that uh, pretty good now. So uh, now I'd like to just understand as I go in and reprice things, I, I've been ignoring the buy box. I'm going an inch deep, mile wide. I'm, I'm all I'm all over that. I, I like all that. And um, so just as I go in to kind of tweak the pricing now, I just want to know what I want to look at for that. You know, am I looking at the uh, see all buying options? Do I want to look in Keepa? Can you just guide me a little bit there where I want to look at so I could uh, get the prices uh, dialed in right? Yeah, that's my question. Good questions give me a, gives me a lot of good content to riff off of here as well. As uh, it reminded me of a, a one of my favorite chiropractor stories from our community. My aunt, who's in her early seventies, mid seventies, uh, works in my warehouse, helps me run my Amazon business, and she's up and down ladders, super active, one of the most active mid seventy year olds. It, it, like my mom, they just they just go 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 go. Well, she has a chiropractor here in the area, and she was at her chiropractor and getting her adjustment. And she said, ah, I hurt my back again. He's like, what'd you do? He's like, well, I'm working in my nephew's warehouse. Right. And he's like, what are you doing in a warehouse? Well, they started talking. He's like, oh no, I don't do any heavy lifting. It's okay. I just, I was on my feet more than I should have been, whatever. Right. But he gets interested. This is a couple of years ago, gets interested in our community, gets interested in the opportunity. Make a long story short. He said, all right, I'm going to put 200 bucks into this. That's it on the line. That's all I'm ever going to put into. I'm going to see if there's anything to this. And he got the proven Amazon course. I didn't even know at the time. Started doing it. Business exploded. He's gone from being a, like a six day a week practice to a one day a week personal clients only because his Amazon business is huge. Paid off tens of thousands of dollars of student debt. Went all in. I had him on the podcast not too long ago and a great interview, by the way. So just a little chiropractor connection, by the way. But so your questions... You've sent some stuff in. You're thinking, did I price it too high? When do I start playing? How do I know where to play with the prices? It kind of depends on what kind of replens you have. Now, if you've got replens that drop less than, say, 15 times a month or so, you're going to want to start playing with the prices pretty fast to make sure those things get out the door within a couple months or so, so you don't pay long-term storage fees. If you've got stuff that's dropping, say, 40, 50 times a month or more on Keepa, 
you got something that a little price adjustment and they're gone 95% of the time. You're going to be able to get rid of those things pretty fast at an aggressive price. And if you've picked them well, if they were true testworthy ASINs, your worst case scenario, the typical buy box, we call that the worst case scenario pricing, where you know you could get rid of it at the typical buy box price pretty fast, is you're going to get your money back. So you can give that about a month worth of sitting out there and then start to approach that buybacks price. But ideally, based on, if you go listen to podcast episode 554, which I have a feeling maybe you've listened to based on what you just said, ignoring the buy box, that's where I kind of talk about ignore the buy box strategy, podcast episode 554 at silentgym.com. If you've bought some fast movers, you got to make sure you let them sit there for about a month before you do anything at a price that you're willing to make repeat sales at. Pricing is an art, man. It's just not a science. That's an ageless debate. It's like, if it's selling fast, oh, I should have had my price higher. Well, I've got a good velocity. I wouldn't mind making a bunch of sales at that price. Well, if I load my price, does it go even faster? Let's find out. It's just a matter of testing. But if you're making profitable margin, high, you know, decent margin sales, you'd be willing to sell it over and over again at that price then you're at the right price. <laughs> it really is. This is kind of almost the fun of it. This is why once you have about 100 ASINs or so, you you start to use a, a repricer maybe and say, oh, I'm just going to let a repricer figure this out because you can drive yourself crazy thinking, oh, would it move a little faster if I dropped my price? Would it move you know, better margins in the long run, make more money if I raise my price? Really, the only decision you have to make is, am I making profitable sales? Am I willing to make more sales at this level? Okay, I'm going to send a few more in. That's the decision. If it's not profitable, it gets moved from your list. If it is profitable, it stays on your list and you can bump the price around a little bit up and down, have some fun. But as a general rule, we like to make four or $5 net margin, bottom line on anything we're going to do. Otherwise, it's just not enough room for us to mess around. And if we got to drop our price and then we're negative territory pretty fast. So that's kind of what we're looking for. If we can make four or five bucks a sale, we're in. Yeah, we're in. And so make sure it's sitting on the shelf available for sale before you start getting nervous about the 30-day countdown clock. And the 30-day is a very conservative number because I'd like to see you get rid of it within two months. If it starts to sit out there more than that and it's a slow mover, you start to get into long-term storage fees and now seller board saying, hey, yeah, you you just sold this thing, but long-term storage fees just destroyed you on this one, man. You don't want to get into that territory. Uh, so give yourself 30 days before you start doing anything with the price. Um, and now when you are pricing well above the buy box, I don't like to see you be the highest. You know, let's leave one or two other guys out there to be the guinea pig, you know, flying too close to the sun kind of thing. You know, let's come in just under them at a nice level and just leave it sit. And hopefully someone's going to be super busy and needs it fast. And you're sitting in a warehouse right down the street and they're going to snag that puppy from you some point within a month. And that happens a lot. That's just one kind of replin, but it's a fun one to play with. The ignore the buy box replin is a very fun one to play with. Uh, does that help, Renee? Excellent. Yeah, he just gave me a flash, me a high 10. So I think I nailed it. All right, good, buddy. Awesome. What's a decent margin for an item that drops more than 15 times a month? You know, that's that's a very, it's a very wide open question. You're gonna hear all kinds of answers. You've got, you know, if if it's profitable, sell it. You know, we're we're talking inch deep, mile wide. There's stuff in our catalog. I just told you we like to make four bucks a sale. There's plenty of stuff in there that we're making a dollar or two per sale, but we got it so dialed in, 
yeah, we'll keep selling it. But the real parameter you want to keep an eye on with all of this is never have more than one month's worth of anything. If it's selling one a day, you don't have more than 30. If it's selling twice a day, you don't have more than 60. You really want to limit your risk, your exposure to having inventory, because this is what kills you is a bunch of inventory you just can't sell. This is why we start you with the replens model, because if you start with the private label model, the way it's taught on YouTube by 95% of the experts selling $5,000 courses is we're going to teach you how to find a niche that's underserved and you're going to 10,000 units from China for $2 a piece and you're going to sell them for $22 a piece. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to need to learn pay-per-click marketing. And what you really end up with is a bunch of inventory you can't sell. That's a sad story. We've heard hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times at this point. Replens is a low risk opportunity simply because you're not buying inventory unless you are supremely confident that the small quantity you just purchased will sell at worst case scenario, break even, or ideally a nice profit over the next 30 to 60 days. And you're not going too deep on any of it. So as long as you're mitigating the quantities that you're buying and paying close attention to that, you really can't go wrong. You're buying two or three test units. Worst case scenario, break-even price. The ones that you send in and they sell instantly, like, whoa, I might be onto something here. I just sold all three of those the first day they landed and I'm making seven bucks a pop. Yeah, I might go a little deeper on that. Does that mean you go find a distributor and you buy a thousand units? No, because you don't know for a fact that you can sell that many in a month. You never know what your competition's gonna do, what Amazon's gonna do, who's gonna swoop onto that ASIN and start listing against it at a much, much lower price that sucks all the air out of the room. You just don't know. So be very content to play 30 days at a time with your inventory and don't look beyond that until you mature into some of the other models, the print on demand, the the branded bundles. These are all modules in the Proven Amazon course, all things we talk about at our events, but those are the slightly more mature, slightly higher risk, slightly more skill level involved, but still very low overall total risk models. They can really scale into something beautiful. We've got branded bundle sellers in our community selling hundreds of thousands of dollars a month of just a few ASINs based on the successful replens that they saw doing well that have been converted over into branded bundles that no one else can sell against. Great model. We love helping folks out with that model as well. What's the minimum number to test out an ASIN? How many would you buy? Kind of depends on the price. There's plenty of ASINs that we've tested that was like, you know, buy it for 200, sell it for 380. I'm only going to go buy one of those and see what happens, right? Because I, I don't know that I want to go buy five or 10 of those and have you know, five, 10,000 bucks of whatever is sitting out there. I'm waiting on, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm, I don't want a $3,000 test. I want to test, you know, 20, 50, 100 bucks at a time, max, whatever I'm comfortable maybe having to take a little hit with. Test small. When in doubt, two, three units. That's why I don't like to see new sellers get obsessed over price that they're paying. I want you finding good ASINs where, yeah, okay, if you bought 100 units, maybe you could save a buck a unit, but we're not gonna buy 100 units. I don't care that you can't find a coupon right now. Just go buy and see how fast this thing's moved and about what price range you can move it at. And then we can dial in our confidence. If we've got one that starts selling a couple hundred times a month, hey, let's go find a maybe a distributor. Let's go find maybe a wholesaler here and maybe get a few more units of this. But when you're testing out, when you're new, 
two or three units. That's it. Maybe up to five if it's a lower priced item, if it's a fast mover. Good question. Someone's asking about seller amp. What can I tell you about seller amp? There are among replens sellers, there's probably 35 to 40 tools. One of our favorites is a guest with us tonight, seller board. They're awesome. Seller amp is a different one. It kind of competes in the rev seller space. It's one of these plugins that sits right on top of Amazon when you're surfing around on Amazon, looking for opportunities, telling you some details that'll help you make a decision about any given ASIN or any given listing. Is this something I should sell against or not? They've got a great reputation. They've picked up a large fan base in our community. I would put Seller Amp in there. You know, Rev Seller emerged from this community and I think it's probably the most popular tool in that arena. Seller Amp is another one. I got people on my team that prefer one versus the other. There's a good handful of others as well. So it's mainly just a matter of preference. But the most important data point you're looking for when making replens decisions, is this a test-worthy ASIN, is the information that Keepa gives you. Keepa costs you about 20 bucks. A lot of these tools, if they're powerful and useful, they're just massaging the Keepa data into a GUI that is more appealing to some than others. So Celeron has a nice GUI that, you know, graphical user interface that's like, ah, it's friendly. It shows me a lot of stuff. It's right there or where I need it. That's great. So test them out. If you go to provenamazoncourse.com slash rev seller, you'll get a great price on that product. And that's our affiliate link. I don't know our affiliate link for seller amp. If you want to use it, you can certainly go ask uh, in the Facebook group and like, hey, because it'll throw us a few bucks. But more importantly, it lets seller amp know, kind of like seller boards able to tell, hey, they're sending a lot of referrals. Let's give them some special treatment. Let's give them a special deal. Let's take care of this community. Let's sponsor their event, right? So we like to be able to track which tools are getting popular in our group because we can build relationships with those tools. Got you loud and clear. Yeah, uh, we are doing well. I am so grateful to be a part of this uh, group. And I uh, really, really wish to meet you at the conference. Maybe awesome. you, you uh, I have posted on the Facebook group that uh, I'm, I will do my best to be in the conference. Unfortunately, I'm not sure because uh, if you see my post, uh, I will get the passport only July 5. So Ooh. it's like uh, hours before the conference. And I'm not sure if it's going to be really in my hand or not. Cutting it. So I'm pre- I'm, where where I'm, are you coming from? I'm coming from uh, Toronto. From, from you said where? Toronto? Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah, Toronto. Yeah, I love Toronto. Yeah. Uh, last real uh, job so I had. Well, one of the last real jobs I had, I was up in Toronto all the time. Loved walking around that city, exploring it. It's been quite a while back. But yeah, well, hopefully you can get across the border and get back home without any issues. We've got a good handful of Canadians who are making the trip this year. Uh, yeah. International kind of opening up. Yeah, I know it's all about relationships. And it's, I hope it will take my uh, business to next level. It will. Uh, it's been like it's it's been like three uh, three years in Amazon business. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not that uh, far in this business. I'm trying to be realistic. Like if I didn't get that chance to get um, to go to the conference, like what what's be the next step? Shall I um, be? Part of which group? Like, should I hire yeah. VA yeah. or? Uh, let me let me talk you through the some of your options. Uh, yeah. Relational relationship options. Okay. And what's your name? I'm sorry, it doesn't say on the screen. Uh, yeah, my name is Marwa. Marla. Marwa. M A R W A. Marwa. Marwa. Yes. How did I do? All right. <laughs> Very good. Sorry about that. 
Yeah, you can change your name, by the way. Click the left-hand, bottom left-hand corner where it says iPhone, and then you can put whatever you want in there. Yeah. All right. I'm, so, dri- I'm so, driving. Yeah, yeah drive sure. safe. Don't do it right now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about re- the relationship angle. If you can't make it to the event, what are some of the things you can do to start to kind of plug into the community? A few different options for you. And this is this goes for everybody. And I'll, I'll back up even a step and, and defend the answer I'm about to give by saying this. I was recently asked on a, a AM talk show business out of Denver. They called me up. They wanted to talk to an e-commerce expert. One of the questions they asked me was, what's that line in the sand that you see where people that make it versus people who don't? You've coached thousands of people over 20 years. If you had to draw one line in the sand and identify one thing that separates the people who make it from the people who don't, what's the biggest factor? And I said instantly, relationships, meaning the people who intentionally pursue relationships do extremely well for the most part. The people who don't tend to drift away, lose interest, get bored, get burnt out, get frustrated, feel isolated. That's not a good state of mind. It becomes almost like a mental, emotional struggle on top of the typical business struggles. And it just becomes too much and they move on and do something else. But the people who pursue relationships, they stay encouraged. They stay connected. They're always learning new things. They're building partnerships, getting into new, interesting ideas. So that's why we do the live event. It's a way to move your business forward six to nine months and three days if you're there attending live. But if you can't do that, what's the next best thing? In our Facebook group, you're going to see a feature. If you go into the members section, this is actually a Facebook feature for a lot of the larger groups. You can see who lives near you. That's cool. Reach out, make some connections, start a local meetup, local mastermind. Face-to-face is always better than virtual Zoom. Although one little reminder, hey, turn on your camera. We got a lot of good people turning on their cameras. That's just that's better interaction. We're going to have more of an impression. One of my favorite sayings when it comes to interacting with others is there's no such thing as a neutral interaction. Meaning when you walk past someone on the street, there's no such thing as a neutral. It was either a positive or it was a negative. If their shoulders were slumped and they're shuffling along, you find yourself thinking, oh, that poor person, I hope they're okay. That was kind of a downer. They didn't boost your day at all. And if you're not wearing a smile, you're kind of shuffling along. You didn't boost like back and forth. No one boosted anybody. Got your shoulders up, chin up, smile on your face, even though life's kind of hard right now, you're going to make other people's day better. There's no neutral encounters. You can convey that over Zoom. It's even better. And the females all know this. The only people I'm educating right now are the dudes. (laughs) Females know body language matters, right? They know 80% of all communication is body language. As guys, sometimes we got to be drug into believing that's true, but it is. And person to person is so much better than, than Zoom. But if Zoom's all you got, man, use Zoom. Use the most personal technology you've got. So here's some options. And we've actually got one of my heroes of our coaching team right now, Coach's Corner, as you can see it on the screen. We got Robin Joy Olson. She runs our kickstart boot camps where you can do what we're doing right now with a group of other new Amazon sellers who are in the proven Amazon course and go through. I'm getting a thumbs up for Renee. He went through it. I know a good handful of us did. And it's just a chance to get to know some of the other sellers who are at a similar stage to you with one of the great coaches on our team. It's $40 one-time payment. If you're waiting for sticker shock, it's not coming. $40 one-time, you get a good handful of sessions with Robin Joy. What Robin, if you're able to Unmute yourself and just fill us in a little bit on what Kickstart Bootcamp is. And thanks for being here. I didn't even know you were there until I started talking about it. And I'm like, oh, there you are. It's like you appeared <laughs> magically. I came late because I had an, uh, another meeting, you know, at the top of the hour. But oh, so you haven't been here the whole time. You did just appear magically. Okay. <laughs> 
I put my little Robin bat signal in the sky and boom, there she was. Yeah. And here I am. Yeah. If life worked that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I am having a ball and I see, I see faces that are in our current uh, kickstart bootcamp, Renee, Cheryl, there may be some more that don't have your cameras on, but yeah, we're having a ball. We're learning a lot over there. The basic idea is we want to get you through that first shipment. We want to get you your account open, uh, everything ready to go. We're going to show you how to go find something to sell, get at least one thing, get it packaged up. We'll show you how to package it up, show you how to send it into Amazon and get that up for sale. Once you go through that cycle one time, it's going to be so much easier to then multiply that and go through it many more times. But that's, yeah, that's what we're all about. And we're having fun doing it. A four-week program. We do four Q&A sessions. Jim joins us sometimes on on some of them. And so, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Yeah. And I love that we called it boot camp too, because now that we're on the other side of it and you hear like, think of the military guys, you know, they remember some of the people they went through boot camp with, right? Like the relationships that formed, they went through a certain amount of struggle and strain and stress and they did it together, which made it easier. And there was some bonding there. And we've noticed a lot of these groups, now that we've done what, 25, 30 of them, a lot of these groups, they've formed those kind of friendships and relationships and they've continued on without you or me in the group. It's just, they right. still meet like, Hey, this time's convenient anyway for everybody, right? Let's just keep doing it. We leave the Facebook group open because each new kickstart bootcamp gets its own little Facebook group and the zoom meetings continue. The relationships continue. They'll probably connect at the live event. We love that. So the original question was how can I build relationships if I'm not part of the live event? So I've given a few ideas. Robin Joy just talked about the boot camp. We talked about how to connect with people who live near you in the Facebook group. We've got some other mastermind things that are cooking. We've got Robin Joy, won't you tell them about what you and Brian are up to with the 100 ASIN? Now, this was a recent podcast episode. I'll get the number if you don't know offhand so we can refer people to it. Uh, what podcast number was that? Do you happen to remember? Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head. Can you tell people about it. I'll look it up. Okay. All right. So yeah, so Brian and I, my husband, Brian Olson, you probably know him better than me. We are getting together uh, a workshop, a hands-on, roll your sleeves up, let's get to work workshop. And what we've done is kind of combined our first few sessions that we do privately with, with um, individuals that we're coaching with. And we've it kind of takes a little bit of time to get through that first few sessions because it's usually a, about a week in between when you talk to us, when you start coaching. And so what we've done is kind of put that into a two-day two plan where we can get you started on your path to your first 100 ASINs, lay it all out for you, how long it's going to take you, what you have to do every week. We'll give you some materials to help you keep track of all that, know when you've got the right things to test give you a three-step check to make sure you're getting the right the right ASINs to test and make it a little bit more predictable when you're starting out and building that first book of business so that then you have kind of a book of business to work with and you're not just going ASIN by ASIN by ASIN. We want to get you through that part as quickly as possible. So two days in Salt Lake City, uh, September 15th and 16th. I'm hearing that there's a lot of response. So if you're interested, get Good. over there quickly. I, I hadn't heard an update. I know we talked about it. It was podcast episode 658, where we spent, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes talking about this concept and helping people decide if this is for them or not. Again, 
creating relationships, getting on an airplane, going somewhere, seeing face-to-face, the number of stories that have come out of people who just make that decision. You know, I, to illustrate this, uh, Robin Joy, I don't know if you've ever heard this. This is a Daniel Lappin story, but he talks about how many people who understood human nature made a lot of money after 9-11. Remember 9-11, the disaster, airlines shut down and airline stocks all crashed. The same thing happened again during COVID. People who understand human nature made a lot of money on airline stocks. I mean, go back and look at the airline stocks. You'd think with all the technology, with all the Zoom meetings, people would be like, ah, yeah, we'll just do it over Zoom. We don't need to meet face-to-face. The kids can stay home. We can educate them at home. They don't need to come into a, a room full of other people. No, that's not how we work as humans. We need that interaction. So the people who bought the dip on airline stocks after 9-11, after COVID, they made a ton of money because they know we have this need. You can say, well, other people need it. I don't need it. No, you're not the exception. Some people can last a week out in the wilderness camping and enjoy it. That's cool. None of us can do that for four months and be psychologically okay. We're made for interaction. We're made for connection. So if you lean into that and you get intentional about it, you actually benefit in ways emotionally, psychologically, physiologically that we just don't even start to understand. I think sometimes being around other people. So get on an airplane, go to Utah, hang out with Brian and Robin Joy. Hey, you're taller than I thought you'd be like, oh, wow. I recognize you from Facebook. Oh, that's good to finally put a name to a face and like, you know, go to dinner and have conversations about other things. That group, the catalyst and the momentum that will come from being in an environment like that, a small group, we're probably going to do a handful of them. Cause like Robin Joy said, there's a lot of people interested. We'll probably have another date, you know, a month or two afterwards and maybe just make this a regular thing. Cause I think we want to keep it like 12, 15 people kind of intimate, but you will be so grateful that you did this. It will propel your business so much further, so much faster. Getting together again, this is all about relationships. That was the original question. How do I build relationships if I can't make it to the main event? Facebook group, find people who live near you. We talked about the Kickstart Bootcamp. Now, Robin Joy told us about the 100 ASIN group. And there's a link, provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. Type the numbers out, 100. Provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. That will give you the details and you can fill it. It's just an application because we want to make sure we're only working with the right people. Thank you so much. I will check it out. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, great question. Thank you. Well done, Robin. Appreciate that. Hey, before I let you go, one last reminder about an easy way to save money on every purchase you make online or in stores by using discounted gift cards. There's a free special report that's been set up by our latest sponsor, Arbitrage Card. You can get this report, tells you how to go find these great discounted cards. Go to silentgym.com slash gift cards. That's silentgym.com slash gift cards, all one word. The link is in the show notes as well. Go grab that report. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.